0: Amen, indeed. Thank you, worship team. Let's pray together as we come to God's word this morning. Father God, we do worship your holy name. We are overwhelmed with who you are and what you've done for us, your depth of love, your care, the ways that you have revealed yourself, that you desire a relationship for us and you want us to know you. We thank you for the opportunity to worship, to connect with you, to express ourselves, to bow before you in that way. We thank you for your word, that you have told us who you are, what you're doing, what you desire for us. As we come to that now this morning, God, we pray that you would speak, that you would draw us into your presence, that you would reveal yourself a little more clearly, that we can love you a little more deeply and follow you a little more closely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As we begin this morning, let's turn to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. This is maybe my favorite passage in the whole Bible, because it's so good. Colossians chapter 1 on this Christmas season, Boxing Day morning, verses 15 to 20, says this. As a baby in a manger, helpless, vulnerable, tiny, but he is not weak. He is the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He gave up his throne in heaven to come to be with us here, to come to be with us on earth to live with us, to die for us, to save us, because He loves us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And He is reconciling all things to Himself forever, just as He promised. This morning we're coming to the end of our Advent series, the Messiah We've been exploring the prophecies and promises that God has given us about His Son, about our Savior, about this One who was supposed to come make everything right. We've seen the faithfulness of God, the power of God. The reality that God is in perfect and complete control. That it doesn't matter how much time passes, how far in the future or the past something is. God sees everything. And He is always working to make everything exactly as He means it to be. God is love. And his work is love. His mission is love. And he is working for you, for all of us. And so we looked at the prophecies that God gave us about the birth of Jesus, the incredible things that he told us about how and where this child would be born. His family line tracing his path through each branch of the tree. The miraculous nature of his birth. God saw it all, prepared it all. We looked at the prophecies that God gave us about the life and ministry of Jesus, what he would be and do, how he would live, how he would. Show us that he is who he says he is. Teaching in parables, performing miracles, bringing hope for the oppressed, the outcast, the widow and the orphan. We looked at the prophecies of the death and resurrection of Jesus. That from the beginning, this was God's plan that nothing happened outside of his control. And that the cost of our sin had to be paid in blood. His blood. And then this last week, Pastor Pastor Scott uh, took us through the prophecies that God gave us about the role of Jesus in the church. Here, now, today. How He would be alive and at work in and through us right here and now. That his death and resurrection weren't the end, but the beginning of his work. That he desires to transform the whole world and bring hope and life and love and joy to everyone through his body, his bride, the church. It's incredible. God has a plan, He is in control, He is working and He has told us what He is doing. And He has invited us to join Him in that work. Our theme for this whole year has been yesterday, today and forever and we've been studying what it means that God is faithful, that He does not change. That through the ages, through all the change and chaos that we see our world go through, culture and language and kingdoms and wars and technology, God is the same. Always. His love, His Spirit, His presence is the same. And so we can trust. What he has said because he will always be faithful. He has been faithful and he always will be. In the past, he has done what he has said. And now he is doing what he said he would do. And so we can know that he will do what he has promised. Forever. And so this morning as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, that incredible promise fulfilled in Bethlehem so long ago, we want to look at what this child means for us for eternity. The prophecies that God gave us about the future, about the return of Jesus and this kingdom He is building that will never Jesus himself talked about this new kingdom quite a bit. What it was going to look like. What he was going to do. But even in the Old Testament, God prepared his people for the change the Messiah was truly going to bring. Much of what they talked about was that first coming of the Messiah. And in many ways, the people of that time really wouldn't have understood that Jesus meant to come twice to earth. That the Messiah was supposed to come save them and set up a new kingdom for the Israelites here on earth. And that was that. That was kind of what they understood. A new King David, really, to rule and protect them. They didn't understand God's true intentions. That his plans were so much bigger than just their land. It was for all the world. For all people, for all time. A heavenly kingdom, a a spiritual reality, not an earthly one. In Daniel chapter 7, the prophet talks about This sun that would come. It's an incredible chapter talking about beasts and horns and fantastical images. Leaders and rulers and nations that would cause great destruction and distress in the world. Fearful images that can cause us great concern and confusion. And they can seem big and even scary. Until we get to this image of God. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. In my vision at night I looked. And there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Amen. This is what God is doing. This is who God is, the Ancient of Days, seated on the throne. Attended by multitudes beyond counting, working all things to his perfect ends, redeeming everything for his own glory, because he is love, and Jesus will rule forever. Absolutely incredible. This prophecy reveals and reminds us in spectacular fashion just who and what God is. And all of this was right there in that manger. The Son of Man born to save us. It's overwhelming. That is what was laying in that manger. That is what was happening in that stable 2,000 years ago. In the Advent season, we can almost lose sight of that reality a little bit as we talk about the journey of Mary and Joseph and no room in the inn and a baby born helpless and small, very human images, dirty and cold and tired. This is what was happening, the Son of Man who holds all authority, glory, and sovereign power, who will be worshipped by all nations and peoples and languages, who has everlasting dominion and command. That is what was laying in that manger. Jesus is amazing. God's plan is amazing, and here He is telling us about it thousands of years before any of it will come to be. The Hebrew Scriptures speak to the power and presence and plan of God for us in eternity, whether they understood it or not when they were writing it. Jesus himself talked about what he was going to do as well. Over and over, he talked about the kingdom of God, the kingdom he was bringing into the world right then. Right around him. And what was going to happen in the future. That he would be leaving them. But he was going to return. Return. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus talks about His return and about the signs and things that people will see as He prepares to fulfill His promises. He talks about wars and false prophets, false messiahs coming to deceive people, brokenness and wickedness and suffering. And He says, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear And perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in the heavens. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Jesus has promised. That He is coming back. It's going to be huge. It's going to be dramatic. Signs and wonders. It's going to change everything. And some of that is terrifying. But He has promised us too that in spite of all of that. These dramatic and intense scenes. He will care for us. He will protect us, and that even he is preparing things for us. Do not let your hearts be troubled, he said. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? If I go there and prepare a place for you, I will come back. And I will take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Again, this is what was laying in that manger. The way itself. Truth itself. Life itself laid in that manger. The spectacular thing about Jesus is that He didn't know the way and the truth and the life. He didn't simply point us toward them as ideas or try to teach us about them as philosophies. But rather, he is them. He, in himself, in his being, is the way and the truth and the life. It's not knowledge, it's a person. Salvation is relationship. With him. And all of these dramatic things. That the prophets talk about. At the end of days. Are fully revealed. And understood. In the person of Jesus. In connection with him. Being with him. Jesus didn't come to. Fix life. Here to reclaim some land as the ancient Israelites hoped or just to make our life nice and comfortable as we so often fall into feeling entitled to. He came to be with us and to take us to be with Him forever, to enjoy life and eternity with Him. He is the point. He is the goal. He is the gift. And in his death and resurrection, bridging the divide that our sin created, he has made us whole again and he will take us to be where he is. Paul believed it. And he told us what Jesus is going to do. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. one another with these words. Jesus was born just as God promised and Jesus is coming back because God has promised. Not a single word he has said will ever fail and all of those prophecies and promises are proven true in that manger. After waiting so long Journeying so far, the child of promise was born. And in his birth, in his life, in his ministry, and his death and resurrection, and in his ascension, God has shown us that he will not fail. That he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. That no matter how far we've fallen, how far we've walked away, He is with us. He loves us. He has forgiven us and saved us. And He wants to bring us home. He wants to bring you home. To be with Him wherever He is. Forever and ever. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Father God, we come to you this morning and we say thank you. We thank you for the gift of your Son. We thank you for the incredible miracle of the incarnation where heaven touched earth in that incredible and powerful way. We thank you that Jesus means life. That he is truth. That he is the way. And we desire to be with him. We want to be with him. Jesus, we pray your presence in our lives. Pray that you would draw us close to yourself. Help us to see and know who you are. Help us to follow you closely. We thank you for the gift of your spirit and your body that we can do that together. That we can journey and encourage one another together. That we can follow you together. Help each other see. As we seek to follow you, God, we pray that you would be faithful as we know that you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.